0: This is Rob Dukes from Generation Kill, and I'm blowing it up with Metal Gods Radio. Metal, Metal, Metal Gods!
1: (laughs) Oh, well. I mean, that's fine. I don't mind buying it. I don't mind paying for stuff. Uh, Yeah. It's probably a a problem with the music industry right now is uh, people not wanting to pay for things, right?
0: Yeah, that's a fucking huge deal. Oh, sorry, I uh, can't curse, right? Uh, yeah, that is a huge deal. An album costs, uh, you know, two cups of coffee, and people still don't want to buy it. You know.
1: Well, I think it's uh, you know it's it's sort of crossed over several generations now. This idea of not buying music, uh, I mm-hmm. have met I have met young people that have never bought music. That
0: yeah, uh, that's kids, yeah.
1: The, they consume lots of it i've actually met people in bands young people in bands that have never bought music
0: so uh, i've never stolen music Do you know that i've never stolen i've always bought everything i've always i've bought everything even in the day of like the heyday of uh you know i mean i did tape trading and stuff like that and i definitely borrowed cd's and put them in my uh, you know, and my uh, and, and made a copy of it so I could listen to it. But that was the extent of my. It was a physical transaction. It was a. I've never pushed a button and, and downloaded stuff for free. I never, never did that.
1: Yeah. Wow, you're an old schooler in the dark ages. <laughs> yes,
0: I am. <laughs>
1: uh. We have Rob Dukes from Generation Kill on the phone today. How are you doing today, Mr. Rob Dukes?
0: i am good sir how are you
1: i'm doing wonderful are you in arizona or in new
0: york i am in arizona today yeah
1: and i'm calling from california so we are dealing with the same um climate
0: issues so to speak yes uh you guys have a little more you guys have a lot more fires than we do i mean we get them occasionally but um usually it's the mountains or the desert that surround us but we don't uh we don't have to deal with the, the fires like you guys.
1: What, what about the What's water?
0: Um, no, we're pretty good on water because we get our water. We don't get our water from where you get it. We get it from um, from Flagstaff for the mountains like Saguaro Lake. We have our own reservoirs. Uh, I don't think we do use the Colorado anymore, but I could be wrong. Um, but from what I understand, uh, most of our um, comes from the mountains uh, in Utah and northern Arizona bring us most of our water. Yeah.
1: How soon can we expect some uh, Rob Duke's branded hot sauce, beer or whiskey?
0: I'm not doing that. You know what I'm doing? I'm working on coffee then cuz I I don't drink alcohol. Um I do use hot sauce, but there's so many out there. I don't really uh I use uh, I use a uh, bumblefoot hot sauce. That's like one of my favorites. Um but I, uh, I've been working on a coffee thing because I really love coffee. I drink coffee, uh, no matter the, uh, I drink coffee all day. Uh, I drink coffee at night. Um, I also, uh, a huge connoisseur of like espresso. like I have, I have a, you know, I, I spent the money and got a really nice espresso machine and, uh, and, and I only drink good coffee. I do not drink shit coffee. Um, I'd rather have nothing than bad coffee. So I'm working on a coffee brand. That's what I'm doing.
1: Are you uh, black or with cream and sugar?
0: Mm. So I used to drink it black my entire life. And then about two years ago, someone introduced me to um, one stevia and some heavy cream. And uh, it changed my coffee drinking forever. I will no longer ever. I realized that life is too short to drink black coffee um that i wanted to i wanted to taste good but i wanted it to taste uh, the, the the heavy cream makes it excellent so you heat up the or froth the heavy cream to about uh to about 100 degrees and then you pour the coffee on top of it and then you add one stevia or one um uh raw sugar and it uh, just gives you a little bit of uh to cut through that bitterness um and it it uh it makes for an excellent cup of coffee um I've been called a uh, uh, you know a, a kind of a puss cuz I put milk in my coffee but I don't care. Uh like I said life's too short to drink black coffee anymore. No.
1: <laughs> yeah, Europeans drink it uh sort of uh where uh it's mostly milk with a little bit yes. of coffee.
0: That is true. They well, they what they usually do is they they heat up milk or uh, cream and they add uh, a couple shots of espresso. And for some reason, I never did that. I always just drank it black for the longest time, uh, my whole life. And then I just uh, someone introduced me and I just changed my whole coffee, uh, uh you know the the way I like it. Um, I will drink a black cup of coffee if it's if I don't have any cream or or, or anything. I will I will drink it black because I'm okay with it. But uh, I'd rather um have uh have cream and, and a little bit of a little bit of sweetness in it uh so this
1: is <laughs> all very this is all very important things that people need to know or at least you know they, they are if there's uh, if there's one thing that we can all uh identify with is it's coffee consumption
0: yes it's uh the number one drug on the planet it's one of the highest commodities traded um it always has been it's been from the beginning of time they they trade you know coffee and tea were from the beginning that was the biggest things that we we traded all through uh, uh europe and uh and through um uh, africa and it all started in, in south america and it's it's you know um i you know when i i wake up in the morning it's the it's the first thing i do i i feel like i'm pro- i mean i, I know that i'm addicted to it but i also know that it also um, it wakes my brain up it wakes my brain up to to start about uh it helps me uh, formulate my day you know so um i went to uh seattle one time and um the owner of stumptown coffee uh gave me a tour of his uh, factory and um uh, i've been buying stumptown coffee ever since stumptown coffee is probably the best coffee uh on on the planet uh, it's uh there's a, a blend called uh, the Hairbender, and it is um, without a doubt one of the best tasting coffees I've ever had. And I, uh, I'm not even a, like I don't they don't give me money or free coffee or anything. I just I you know I like them, so I talk about them from time to time. But um, uh, the, the, it's a, it's an Ethiopian coffee, and it is uh, absolutely uh, just the best coffee on the planet. Um, another really good brand is uh, the Cafe Bustello. It's an Italian espresso finely ground um and it's just uh, an excellent uh an excellent coffee or espresso however you want to drink it
1: that's uh in the yellow can that you can buy in the store mm-hmm.
0: right? yeah 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 yeah. so yeah they make they um they make pods too i i i don't use them too often um but i have from time to time when i'm, I'm running late um but the yellow can is um it's actually harder to find. I think it's, it's been, uh, I know that it's no longer in my, uh, grocery store that I use. <clears throat> I, um, so I, uh, I order it online and I have it shipped to my house because the, my grocery store that I use my house stopped stop carrying it. So, um, and I get, uh, I also order hairbender online and I get a coffee shipment every month. So, yeah. What about French press? I do use a French press from time to time uh depending uh a the sunday kind of like a sunday morning thing, cause i uh i tend to sleep in a for like an extra hour or two and then uh get up and i use a french press and um but i i normally uh weigh out the coffee uh to a specific uh, uh in and put it in a um a clear a, a filter but i run uh hot water. Um, over into a ceramic, it's almost like a, it's like a ceramic, uh, um, it looks like a, like a, like a basin, and you stick that on top of your coffee cup, and you slowly pour hot water around it, you let it build up for uh, about a minute, and then you let it rest, and then you uh, pour the coffee on top of that, and then you, uh, I heat up the, I have a frother, and I heat up the milk, and then I combine the two into a uh, into a coffee. Uh, I have a, like a Yeti cup that keeps it hot for a really long time so uh, I can, you know, um, yeah, not rush through it. So.
1: Have you uh, talked coffee with uh, people on your talk show?
0: No, not yet. <laughs> I have not, man. I have not. I, uh, no, I haven't. No. Something to think about. Uh, it is something to think about. <laughs> what can you say about uh MK
1: Ultra uh, as your latest record?
0: Oh man, it's uh it's uh what I I have to say that that uh, I normally don't so I don't read comments and stuff like that. Uh I don't really pay attention to that uh because um years ago uh I just realized that uh you know everybody has an opinion and and the internet gives uh it used to be that the uh that your opinion was was formulated through uh, experience and you really needed to see the person one on one to, uh, to get an opinion about something where, whereas the internet kind of made it um, to where everyone has one, regardless of their uh, agenda, regardless of their uh, background or what they do or how they, uh, you know, what, you know, their education, their, their, you know, their culture, so I, I don't, and because of that, I, I don't read comments. Um, but my management sends me, um, comments lately. They send them to me in an email and, uh, they just say, Hey man, just so you know, man, there's, there's no negative shit. We're not, we're not cutting things out. We're not deleting anything from any of the, of the, of our social media. Everything is really positive and, and, um, it's really good, man. I, I set up through my email for my podcast uh, I set up and I, I give it out freely and people i get, uh, you know, a bunch of emails every day and people just telling me how much they dig it. And um, I'm really happy about that. Cause uh, you know, me and the boys, you know, we put a lot of fucking work into it, man. It was uh, it was a, it was a long effort. Uh, we, you know, between COVID and um, guys moving out of state and being separated and using uh email to, uh, to write songs and, and uh, only getting to rehearse once in a while, um, due to uh, travel restrictions and all that. Um, the way we pulled this record off, and, uh, and to have it well received, is uh, is really cool. Um, I uh, I'm really proud of it. I think it's I think it's the best thing I've done in my career musically to this day. Um, and uh, you know, I'm glad I'm, I'm getting to sit with it, and I'm glad the fans are digging it.
1: At this point, what continues to drive forward as a singer in a band and keep going? Um,
0: I guess, you know, raising the bar on yourself, you know what I mean? To, to, you know, I mean, I love doing music. I'd be doing it if I'd be doing it regardless if there was, you know, um, you know, music is, is, is a huge part of my existence. It always has been since I was uh, a young kid. And, um, you know, so to be able to be a part of the whole music community is, was like a dream come true because every. I don't know about everyone else, but when I was a kid, I dreamed about being on stage. And then I, I made that, I made that come true, you know, through, um, luck and, uh, work and, um, being in the right place at the right time. And, and, uh, you know, so, but I, and sacrifice cause you, you, sacrifice a ton of things to, to be a musician. And, um, so, you know, through all that, I was lucky enough to, to live the life I've lived and, Um, I want to just keep doing it. So like the longer I live, I want to just keep making music and I want to keep trying to to be better. So like, so this is the bar now. So now I have to go above this bar. So now I got to, you know, we're going to have to, the next record that, you know, we've already started thinking about It's like, what do we want to do? So we're going to have to even, even, you know, take the best of what we've done now and, and try to rise above that. You know, which is a difficult thing to do when you when you give it all your all. You're like, fuck, man, I got nothing left in the tank to give. But, you know, we're going to reach down and we're going to try to find some uh, some something deeper. You know,
1: is there a theme to the new album, MK Ultra, or is it more of a collection of songs?
0: Mm. Well, about halfway through the the recording process, uh, I read a book called Chaos by uh, Tom O'Neill. And, uh, that changed the, the, the rest of the record. So there wasn't a theme, um, from the beginning, but there became one later, like halfway through. So, uh, we started writing, um, I started writing the lyrics about, uh, you know, about, uh, you know, conspiracy and, and, um, but I also, you know, I wrote, uh, the song, a life of sin was like a short story that I wrote about, uh, a a crazy chick who, who, uh, the serial killer, which is a rare because uh, serial killers are, are mostly men. And I, I wrote the short story about a female one um, who was super fucking hot, you know? So um, that became a, that became a, the, the lyrics for that. Um, and then, uh, you know, it was more like the end of the world type stuff. You know, unfortunately, like when I, when I listen to metal, I really pay attention to the darker elements of, of lyrics of of content. And that's kind of where we kind of go. It's, it's kind of, it's actually difficult for me to write something happy and, and cheerful and hopeful. It really is. It's uh, it's easier to focus on the negative and the darker side for some reason.
1: It appears that you have two brothers in the band now. Uh, How did that Mm -hmm. come about? How did that come about? And how far uh, are they apart in age?
0: I think they're two years apart. Um, and, um, you know, we, uh, we, we parted ways with our former bass player. And then, uh, Max was playing in a band called undivided, uh, like a hardcore band in New York. And, uh, he's a brilliant bass player and, uh, and a really a good dude. I'd hung out, we'd done shows with them and I'd known Max for years, but, uh, you know, I I've known, uh, you know, I've known Jason for, you know, 20 plus years. And then, uh, so when, uh, we needed a bass player, I was like, dude, call your brother, and he was a he was the first and only call so it was just kind of worked out and um he's an integral part of this band i mean he's he's a killer songwriter and composer and uh and he's also really good at uh the, the pre-production stuff and helping us get uh ideas on on uh you basically you know, basically put them on tape so we can listen to them and, and and work through them and then um take multiple ideas and mix them together and and uh so He's been a, he's been pretty awesome, and you know Jason's just Jason, man. He's a fucking brilliant songwriter. You know, I mean everybody, man. I mean, you know, Rob is a great drummer, and and Trenzer's a, a fucking brilliant guitar player. And I think everyone just, you know, was really stepped up and and uh, and uh, become, you know, professional musicians, you know, and no longer a garage band. You know, we were we we, we stepped into it. You know, and we were just guys hanging out having fun in 2008 and now we're a professional band and putting out records and doing uh, all the things necessary to be a successful musician. So,
1: For many, uh, you are their favorite Exodus singer. Uh, who is your favorite Exodus singer?
0: Ah, well, I'm going to, I have to say bail only because he did one record twice and uh, and off was you know he you know talking to his friends and and knowing the band like i know them i mean i mean tom and gary were there from the very beginning and bailoff basically idolized paul D'Anno, who had a little bit of punk rock going on in the beginning of the on the first two iron maiden records he could sing but he was also like had a little bit of punk and and gnarliness to him and paul was emulating paul you know what i mean he was he was trying to be paul D'Anno, but Um, his skill set was basically what he had um, was uh, he was making it up as he was going along. And I, I find something really like fucking just like, you know, just romantically brilliant about that. of just going in without having a plan. I don't know what I'm going to do. And then making this thing that turned out to be uh, a really great piece of music that will live with us forever. And bonded by blood is, one of the best records of all time in the in the in the metal world and um so you know uh i'm gonna go with uh paul's my favorite exodus singer
1: (laughs) how likely is it that generation kill would do an all exodus set or a whole exodus album set and what album would it
0: be well we've never played an exodus song ever uh we play only generation Kill music, so that's probably never gonna happen. But if I did play a song, it would be no love. I would either no love or, or deliver us to evil. Those two songs are are my two favorite exodus songs um so if we were gonna pull something out, it'd be one of those uh those two um so you know generation Kill playing exodus music just it doesn't work. you know what i mean it was it was part of my life, but generation Kill has its own uh it's own deal. So metal, 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 God.